the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast. You can hear the program each weekday afternoon from 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and WFIL.com. Good afternoon. It is 4.02 and you're listening to the Tim DeMoss Show on AM 560 WFIL and WFIL.com. Forecast calling for a clear and chilly night, 20 for the low. Tomorrow and Sunday, some sunshine, clouds at times, kind of back and forth, a high of 37 tomorrow and 45 for Sunday. Sixers at Denver tomorrow night, 9 o'clock tip. NHL All-Star Weekend is happening. They have an interesting format, three-on-three like overtime, two 20-minute semifinal games, and then they have a 20-minute championship game to follow. All that's on NBC Televised on primetime for the first time in quite, I think it's 20 years now or so since you've been able to catch an NHL All-Star game on TV. So that's pretty cool. And uh, the Pro Bowl is Sunday afternoon at 3. Speaking of Pro Bowls and football and all that, we have a very cool contest where you could win 50K. It's true. It's the big game contest. Get all the details at WFIL.com. You don't really even have to know squat about football and you could still win. It's a simple contest. Get yourself entered at WFIL.com. We are pleased, uh, as it's our famous Friday show today, to bring in the one and only Mike Naraki. Hello, Mike. Timmy, how are you, man? It's great to hear your voice, my friend. Oh, likewise. It's been a while. It really has. Since we've talked last, they've returned home. The prodigal has returned to WFIL after being away for 14 years. And oh my goodness! It's nice to have a program again here in the area. I've had privilege being at another network not too far off, and we've had you on the air over those years as well. But I know we've been trying to get together since before Christmas or even Thanksgiving, actually. So, oh man, yeah, well, I'm, glad, I'm glad we were able to connect, man. Very much so. I was having a conversation last night around the dinner table. I told my daughter, "Hey, guess who's going to be on the program tomorrow?" She's her eyes are popping out of her head. Really, she's eight years old, so. Uh, and we started talking about, uh, you know, the history of VeggieTales and trying to remember. I'm like, I think it started around 91, 92. I can't remember. It's been like a quarter century or whatever. So what, what was the actual year <laughs> official? Like, I mean, I know it's kind of an organic growth to it, but. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, so our first episode came out in 1993. That was Where's God When I'm Scared, uh, just before Christmas of 93. Okay. So. so uh, you just had 25-year yeah. anniversary, so to speak. Right? We just, yeah, <laughs> just, just passed 25, which is, which is crazy. Yeah, yeah, we, uh, I remember those early days, we actually, um, I think we had pre-sold about 500 copies, which we had promised uh, Christ, a, a Christmas delivery on. So we were in a mad rush, uh, you know, to, to finish up that, that, that show and that master, and we we got all the tapes out in VHS uh, and on FedEx, like on December 21st or something like that. <laughs> so, <laughs> it seems like a lifetime ago. They must have loved you at the FedEx office. 
<laughs> I know they did. Hey. They did. Absolutely. <laughs> Dude, call ahead next time, would you? <laughs> so, <laughs> that's right. That's funny. So, uh, you know, of course, over the years, then I think there were uh, 50 or so at least. I mean, there, there are different forms that the veggies have taken. Um, but over, right. over the course of time, there, there was a season there where they were coming out kind of every four months, like three a year or something, if I remember correctly. Yeah, I think probably that's that's as as uh, rapid as we we got was three a year. In the early years, it was just you know uh, one, maybe two a year, and then you know that increased to three over time. And then we had a couple of films in there, of course, uh, Jonah, which was our first feature film, and then the Pirates Who Don't Do Anything followed that up. So uh, yeah, yeah. So it was a lot of a lot of veggies for a lot of years. It must have been a, a wonderful life uh, for you, just watching that grow and see all the different twists and turns it could take. I, I was thinking about it uh, as I've even just written a couple notes down. Like, was there ever a couple of times, uh, even even your character, or I mean, you're a very good friend, sorry, Larry the Cucumber. Was, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> do you guys ever hang out anymore, by the way? Do you see each other very often? Oh, yeah. He never leaves my side. He's right here right now. Oh, wow. Hey, Larry. How are you doing? Good to see you. I hope he's... Hello, Timmy. <laughs> are you buckled in? I think Mike's driving right now. Are you buckled in, Larry? Oh, yeah. I'm buckled in. I got the shoulder belt on, even though I don't have a shoulder. So uh... <laughs> you, you always manage to find a way. Well, that's good. It's good to hear your voice. Uh, you know, was there ever a time that, you, you know, when the program started that you weren't going to be called Larry? Was it going to be, like... Barry or anything else? No, no, I was always Larry. I was always Larry. Although, uh, I, for some reason, my voice changed a little bit over the years. You know, I, I was, I was sort of reversed puberty. So I started <laughs> off a little lower and went higher as the years went by. Well, it seemed to work out well. It did. It did. And I lost my lisp too. You know, I did a little speech therapy in there and lost my lisp. Yeah, that's, so, that's good. It's the Tim yeah. show on AM 560 WFIL, com. You know, uh, now that I'm thinking about it, I read one time that uh, there was actually the possibility that the, the whole VeggieTales thing was going to be something else, like uh, candy bars. Is that true? Potentially? Oh, yes. Oh, yeah, Larry went back to his uh, safety belt there. Good. He <laughs> so, probably shouldn't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so, uh, so, anyways, yeah. So, um, yeah, Phil had, uh, Phil Vischer, uh, a.k.a. Bob the Tomato, uh, had initially modeled uh, a couple of candy bars. And, you know, we had, we, Phil and I were talking about, you know, making a show using this brand new technology of computer animation. Um, you know, at the time, this was before Toy Story uh, came out, which was the first feature animated film, which I believe came out in 94, 95. Mm -hmm. uh, so this was brand new technology. And so, uh, you know, we, we really wanted to create a show that would help parents pass on biblical values to their kids. And um, kind of the necessity being that we needed characters who were simple, uh, you know, with no arms, no legs, no hair, no clothes, <laughs> because all that kind of stuff, all that kind of stuff was really hard to model on computers at the time. Okay. Uh, scrubbing, scrubbing bubbles was probably about as, as, uh, you know, as, as, as elaborate as it got at that point. So, so Phil thought, Hey, it'd be fun to do a couple of candy bars. So he modeled the candy bar and, um, his wife, Lisa, who's also the voice of junior asparagus later to be the voice of junior asparagus walked by and said, you know, I don't think moms are going to like, uh, you know, their kids learning 
uh, values from candy bars. Just doesn't seem healthy. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> and she was right. That was such a good, good observation. And so, um, you know, so then Phil just thought, well, I guess, you know, vegetables fit the same uh, criteria and, and they're healthy. So, um, so that's all. That, that was the, uh, the genius behind Veggie Tales. <laughs> that's very interesting. Yeah. yeah. It's very That's interesting. Right. Mike Naraki, uh, co-creator of VeggieTales, and, and you and Phil met, I guess you guys met in college and wound up continuing along, and the Lord unfolded a, an amazing path for both of you. It seems like even the, the shapes of vegetables would give you more variety. Like a candy bar generally is long and rectangular, and, I mean, you can have, like a, you know? <laughs> that, that's that's right. Yeah, yeah. It was, uh, you know, we we kind of stumbled into, you know, a, a gold mine of shapes and colors and <laughs> different <laughs> different different voices and all of that. So uh, then along came the French peas and paw grape and Archibald asparagus and, you know, the whole, the whole thing. Yeah. Mike Naraki is with us. Uh, was there ever, uh, did, did the name VeggieTales actually, as long as we're memory lane here for a minute, uh, was that, did that jump to mind fairly easily when, you know, from candy bar tales to whatever it was going to be to, to VeggieTales or did you have to? To VeggieTales. Yeah. You know, in fact, we, we had started to animate the first show um, before, uh, uh, as I recall, before we came up with the name. And so, um, uh, so we just thought, hell, we'll do, well, hey, we'll just get uh, started on these vegetables. And so we started, you know, modeling them. And, and, you know, Phil had written the show, Where's God When I'm Scared, uh, when Junior Asparagus is, is scared by Franken Celery and, and all that. So we, we started working on that. And then, um, and then came up with the, the title, Veggie Tales, Vegetables Telling Stories. Uh, and then, you know, did the theme song, uh, wrote, wrote the theme song in there as well, uh, along with the production of episode one. So, so all of that kind of came in the, in the process of creating that first episode. That's really cool. Now, uh, I don't want I want, I don't want to assume anything. I know you're on the road for a while. Uh, can I take a break here and come back at you in a couple of minutes and continue our chat or uh, you let oh, me know when you got to oh, wrap up. No. Oh, no, absolutely. I'm fine. In fact, I'm actually driving back home at this moment because I realized that I forgot my wallet. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> I hate it when that happens. All right. Well, I know. Thankfully, I wasn't too far from home. <laughs> All right. Well, good. Well, you run in the house when you get there, and we'll, we'll, we'll ride with you however you need to do your thing there. And we're back in All just right, a man. few minutes. All right, very good. Mike Naraki is with us, uh, co-creator of VeggieTales, many other wonderful parts of that whole big idea family. Uh, including uh, you know the whole Larry Boy deal and the three two one penguins. We'll chat with him about that, but also some brand new stuff that he's been working on over the last couple of years, including work with Michael W. Smith. It's coming up in just a moment here on AM five sixty WFIL and WFIL dot com. You're listening to a podcast of the Tim DeMoss Show, heard weekday afternoons four till five on AM five sixty WFIL and at WFIL dot com. It's 4.15 on AM 560 WFIL, WFIL.com. Listen to the Tim DeMoss Show. Thank you for listening in. Don't forget, if you don't have the app for the station, you can do that. Download it free from WFIL.com and carry us with you wherever you go. We're very lightweight and easy like that. want to thank Steve and Ambler and Christine and Telford. Also, Janine and Camden, Maria and Philly, Bruce and Elkins Park, Karen and Philadelphia all helped out. Recently, with our Preborn campaign, Preborn is an organization that, and a ministry really, that provides free ultrasounds for pregnant women and girls who might otherwise choose to end their pregnancy. And it's a beautiful thing. It's simple but powerful because it's basically just giving eyes and ears to what's growing inside them and the ability to see their child and hear the heartbeat Preborn has found. That goes a very long way toward a woman saying, you know what, I want to keep my child. 
So we have a, a relationship with Preborn. We're hoping to help provide an ultrasound each day for this year, and we're rounding up a little bit to 400. Um, so the toll-free number is 833-850-BABY. If you would like to help out, 833-850-BABY, uh, or go to Preborn, or our website where there's a Preborn banner. You can click through. I will say this. Yesterday, we were kind enough to receive an email from a local businessman, Dave Peterson, over at Briner Chevrolet in Jenkintown, and he said he'd be glad to throw a 25 uh, ultrasounds in the mix if we had other folks do the same. And uh, some of the folks I just mentioned there were part of that. We got close to taking him up on that full offer, but I think we have about eight that were unclaimed. And so uh, he is kind enough to extend the offer. So if you call this hour or let's say by six o'clock to give you a chance, if you're on the road, like some of our guests might be, <clears throat> uh, you're <laughs> you're able to call 833-850-BABY between now and say six o'clock in the next hour 45. And I will check with Preborn a little later on tonight. And uh, if we can get those next eight or, or more, that's fine. But he will match that. So that's a pretty cool thing. And our overall goal by this coming Thursday, we're about 60, I think we're at 64% of the goal. So we're excited about that. And I love this because it's simply a very positive way in a very sensitive situation type thing to affirm life. So uh, we're glad to do that again. Toll-free number 833-850-BABY or at our website, WFIL.com. We are pleased to have uh, continue our conversation with Mike Naraki, who is heading home to get his wallet. I've done that. <laughs> See, that's why I have the Wawa and Duncan apps, because even if I forget my wallet, I can always get something to eat or gas at a Wawa with the app. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, I've had to do that before with Apple Pay, realizing that I just have my phone and use Apple Pay. So Yeah. There is something yeah. to be said for cash and, and, and at least, you know, not getting too electronic on everything. But, <laughs> right, and having your actual driver's license with you on your travel. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Well, so as I look over the history of, uh, we've been talking before the break there about the, a little bit about the beginning of, of VeggieTales, kind of how it came about in the early days and and the big picture a little bit. I look through the list of, uh, in, in my memory bank, of some of the ones I love the most. Uh, Lyle the Kindly Viking probably sticks out. Um, I know... Uh, uh, the meaningful life one, I think, really hit me at a good time. Actually, it actually came into my life. That 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 version of it um, was was very powerful. It, you know, veggies. It doesn't tend to be too serious, right? But that was as close right. to serious as you as you get in the uh, in the whole series. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, I think over you know some some of the episodes, you know, got a little more. Um, you know, not not heavy, but just you know, with with messages that I think were a little deeper. Um, you know, over over time. So, uh, you know, that, that certainly was one. We did a uh, one called um, Littlest Princess also, uh, which was really, which was really touching as well. So, um, but yeah, but at the heart of all the shows, we wanted to include a, a, a biblical value, um, you know, that, that kids could remember, that they could, you know, remember in the context of the story that they, you know, it could be part of their lives as they grew up. So, um, but yeah, it was, you know, I, when you when you um, you know search God's word and you, you incorporate those values within stories, you know I think that can have a powerful effect on, on kids and, and people in general. I mean, you know, I felt like you know doing research for shows, I was I was growing as well. So um, it just can be a powerful thing. Is it harder than it it seems to take a, a bigger topic, say like forgiveness or jealousy or whatever it is, and uh, you know, Bible has some strong things to say and clear things to say. 
And you get that because the shows work on that level. But to distill it down for someone who's five years old or 12 years old or whatever, was that yeah. a, a, a pro- like no real shortcut to that because you kind of had to digest it down and shake it, shake it, shake it and get it right down to where it needs to be finally to present it properly? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Both in getting sort of the, the, the wording of, of you know the, the message down, but then also incorporating it into story. And I think that's the, the most challenging thing because with VeggieTales, we tried not to be... Um, you know, for lack of a better word, preachy with the with the lesson. Uh, we wanted the lesson to, to to come organically out of the story. And you know, when you're when you're telling stories and you know watching films, you know, sort of the old adage is show don't tell. Uh, and so you know, we had we wanted to make sure we were conveying a message, but we wanted that you know to be clear from the context of the story uh, and not just be sort of a tack on at the end. And so um, that was always a lot of work getting, um, getting, you know, molding and and shaping the story uh, with the lesson at the heart of it. I bet. Mike Naraki is with us. I I say co-creator of VeggieTales with respect to Phil Vischer as well, as you mentioned, otherwise known as Bob the Tomato. But you wore really kind of a lot of other hats and it's more than VeggieTales. It's a really big idea, I guess, Again, technically speaking, throughout the years, big idea, better entertainment. Like, because you had like three, two, one penguins and other projects you worked on. What officially? What would I mean? Even now, I'm I'm not totally sure where things have have moved in the last five years. I know you're working with Michael W. Smith, which we can talk about too on some projects. Yeah. Um, but you know, how do you how do people tend to refer to you? Because because you have a long history. Is there a, is there yeah. a most appropriate way to refer to you? Actually, <laughs> well, it's so funny for. For a number of years on my business card, I insisted on having writer, director, cucumber. <laughs> so I, felt, I felt that was the best, the best explanation. But, you know, I spent a lot, you know, most of my time at Big Idea, um, sort of in the, on the studio side, just, you know, writing and, and, and directing. And, you know, of course, in the early years, we all did everything, you know, from, you know, animation to editing to sound. And, you know, they, we just we was all, all pitched in to get everything done. But, um, you know, as the studio grew, I, that's sort of, sort of how I settled in more, more in the creative side than in the business side. Um, and so, uh, yeah. And so, um, I just, what, what I really feel my calling is, is to create stories that'll, that'll help uh, parents pass on biblical values to their kids. And of course we did that with VeggieTales. We tried to do that with three, two, one penguins as well. And then, you know, what I'm working on now, I, I have that, uh, you know, kind of as, as my goal as well. Yeah, and I'm going to get into that in a minute. I did want to ask you, because you, you started to veer into that in a good way, um, as VeggieTales was growing, did you have to learn, or, or what did you, I'm sure you did, what did you have to learn about what you could still take time to do, what you wanted yeah. to do, and how much you maybe had to learn to let go, let someone else do it, even though you had done it for years maybe, or a long time, like the, that whole delegation thing and and letting things go to other folks as the company grew and as the, as the outreach grew. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that, that is, is a challenge, I think, because, um, you know, we, we actually had, um, uh, you know, like I mentioned, you know, we we were all working on kind of everything. And I remember I was doing all of the editorial, um, all of the sound effects and, um, I had written Madame Blueberry and I had, you know, was, was writing and directing the silly songs. Yes. Uh, but my first show was Madame Blueberry. And, um, you know, I, I realized quite quickly that directing that, uh, and, and then doing all of those other things was just going to be 
was just going to be too much. And, and I, I, you know, love the process of editing and putting the story together. But then, you know, I just basically, due to lack of time, just said, wow, I just have to trust that, that somebody else is going to do this. And, you know, um, and, and the, the cool thing is, and we found this out over, over many years, um, you know, we were, Phil and I were both sort of uh, jack of all trades at a number of things. But yeah, um, right. hiring hiring people that could do jobs better than us, you know, <laughs> uh, became a really great thing. You know, so if you look at if you look at the early shows, um, you know, the, the the quality of the art. I think the stories still hold up, but the quality of art, you know, still had a a long way to go. Um, and you know, hiring people who you know were were really good at their particular field and craft uh, just became to be a joy after a while. It's like, wow, you know, I was thinking. I was thinking this one thing, but what you did there was so much better because, <laughs> you know, you're, you're, you're better in this particular discipline than me. And I found the same was true. And, you know, letting go of the, the editorial, John Waba, who came in at the time, um, you know, just did a tremendous job in, um, you know, in, in adding uh, to the show. And then, you know, as a, as a director, it's great working with an editor to say, you know, okay, you take your pass at it, you add what you, you can add. And some of that's going to be, you know, I'm, you might need to change some of that, but some of that's going to be better than I could conceive of originally. And so, um, you know, what I found to be kind of the really the fun thing about animation is just how many people can, uh, you know, improve the story along the way. And, and I just love that whole process. Yeah. And you, you seem to be a very, you know, obviously paying attention to tons of details. And so I would think, did you as a, as a you know, as a believer, even as a child of God, have to go through any particular uh ongoing process about how to you know, let go and 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 or be detailed uh be not controlling but you know be be involved but also learn to give room for other people to have their input and you know, did, did, was that all just kind of how you were so it wasn't too big a shift for you or i could see as things are getting bigger you're like no no wait wait, wait. no one do anything till i say so <laughs> yeah you know i think the biggest struggle that i had because you know, as long as I was involved in seeing a particular story through, I I loved that day to day collaboration and the input. And if somebody, you know, challenged me on something, um, you know, it was always uh, I didn't like it at first, but then I was forced to defend my position, and that required me to think more about it. Uh, and then you know, sometimes I could come up with a good explanation of why to change it, and other times I'd come to the conclusion of, wow, you're right. Um, but the hardest thing for me to do was when I wrote something and then didn't get to direct it um, because, uh, you know, I found out, um, and, and this is this is true, I think, of anybody who, who you know, writes a, a screenplay or anybody who writes anything, you have a particular uh, kind of tone and version of it in your mind that you think you're communicating it all on paper. Yeah. But uh, by and large, that can be interpreted a million different ways. Uh, and so for me, the challenge was when I wrote something to hand that off to a different director uh, and let them go at it. Because a lot of times, you know, the, you know, I was expecting something to be, as I wrote it, funny in one place. And then it, was, it wasn't funny in the real or the laugh was in a different place. And so that that became that became difficult. And it, and it still and it still is. I was like, oh, I got You got to do this. And this. But then you realize, wow, this person, you know, has, has their own vision and they did a, a great job with it and, you know, breathe the breathe their own life into it. So, um, you know, but yeah, I got to say that that was the, the, the most challenging thing for me. I think it's fascinating. Folks just tuning in. We're, we're talking with Mike Naraki from VeggieTales and Big Idea. And uh, I think it's fascinating because I know over watching the, the videos over the years, seeing 
your name pop up in different places, sometimes as director for the or written by or directed by or silly songs by and uh, seeing yeah. your name shift around in the credits or, you know, yeah. they, just to watch how the, the things develop. And uh, you would expect that, hopefully, that over time that there's there's some of that going on. But I, I find it interesting to see because it's a, you're a creative person and, the, and I know our family grew up on it. And I'm sure you've heard that from many other people. And. Uh, have appreciated that our family loves the, the Penguin series and all that as well. So different kinds, similar but different. And and yeah. uh, so anyway, yeah. Awesome, hey, so um, can we do one more break and then come back and talk about what you're doing right now? Most most recently, absolutely. And uh, you'll be glad to know that I have my wallet and I'm on my way back out. Yes, I'm glad. Well, I wanted to give you time to, in case you still need to look around the, the dresser or in the refrigerator, put it on top of the fridge. No, I, I got it. I did that all very discreetly as we were talking, so I'm good to go. Excellent. All right. Well, we'll continue our conversation at the Tim DeMoss Show on AM 560 WFIL, WFIL.com. Mike Naraki, the uh, co-creator of VeggieTales and uh, been with Big Idea for many, many years. Uh, Larry the Cucumber, Jerry Gore, Jean-Claude P, and many other voices. But we're going to move along now in the, after this break and get you updated on what Mike is involved with. Some very creative things coming up we'll talk about in just a moment. On AM 560 WFIL and WFIL.com. Thanks for tuning in to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast with AM 560 WFIL and WFIL.com. It's 432 AM 560 WFIL and WFIL.com. Listening to the Tim DeMoss Show. Thank you for doing that. Uh, let's see. Before I forget, I just want to give the number out for preborn again. 833-850-BABY. 833-850-BABY. Or go to WFIL.com and click the preborn banner there. I mentioned earlier in the program how yesterday, uh, local businessman Dave Peterson, been around for many years with uh, Briner Chevrolet in Jenkintown, was kind enough to offer to uh, contribute 25 ultrasounds to the mix of our goal. We're looking to get to 400, and we're in the 200s right now, about 63% of the way there. And uh, he just wanted to make sure others did 25 as well to kind of spur others on to love and good deeds, as Hebrews 10:24 says. And uh, we had a number of folks do that yesterday. Uh, we got close to the 25. We still have about eight that were unclaimed, and he is good with continuing the offer. So if you want to call between now and, let's say, 6 o'clock, uh, the show's over at 5, but at 6 o'clock, uh, just to give you a chance to get wherever you're going and, and call safely, 833-850-BABY. I'll check with Preborn, and if we can get those other eight in there, that'll put us close to, I think, 70% of the goal. And the the finish line is this coming Thursday, so I think we're going to get there. Thanks to everybody who's been part of that. and. Uh, Again, the number is 833-850-BABY or WFIL.com and click the preborn banner. Speaking of babies, well, no, not speaking of babies. Mike Naraki is with us. However, <laughs> what, what you've been involved with recently in the last... Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's a good segue. That's a great segue. <laughs> nice save. Yeah. You and Michael W. Smith have this uh, nurturing steps thing going. Infants and toddlers, beware, in a good way. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Yeah, so very much a baby uh, thing. So, yeah, so Michael is a, a grandparent. A lot of people are surprised to hear that he has 14 grandchildren, um, which is which is really amazing. And uh, it's been on his heart for a number of years to do uh, a lullaby album and uh, sort of, a you know, uh, you know, create a group of characters for kids in that really young age, a baby toddler. Uh, you know, as a lot of his grandkids are. And um, so he, he uh, 
called me up a couple of years ago and and uh man I, I've always been such a big fan of his and so I was really excited to get to work with him and um we created a uh, a lullaby album that was the first thing that we did um based around uh three characters uh, th- uh it's like a teddy bear a sheep and a puppy dog that are in a band called the Nighty Nights and their job <laughs> their job is to uh show up uh, at, for kids who have a hard time falling asleep and uh, sing them lullabies. And so that's sort of the, that's sort of the uh, kind of the main concept. And so um, on the lullaby album, Michael is there with his granddaughter, Anna, uh, trying to, um, you know, sing her a lullaby and put her to sleep and uh, she can't fall asleep. And so she tells him about the nighty nights and they come and, and basically sing a set with Michael of, of lullaby tunes, which is a mix of, uh, you know, uh, Michael W. Smith hits that are arranged uh, as lullabies and some original songs that Michael wrote, as well as some uh, public domain lullaby songs. Uh, so that's that was so much fun. And then off of that, then we started writing little books, like little bedtime books that parents can read their kids uh, uh, that at the heart of it are, you know, uh, is a, a lullaby. And, you know, so parents, as they read, they can sing. Um, you know, in the context of the story uh, to their child at bedtime. So it's so much, it, it's just it's so much fun. And, you know, we're just released our second book on that. And our third book uh, comes out next year. Okay. So there is a third one coming. I know there was the one, I guess, yeah, there were, were both of the books last, everything was last year, right? Kind of spring and fall, I guess it was that you did. Uh... Yeah. Yeah. So we released the album and the first book uh, in the spring or summer, I believe. And then the, and then the, um, yeah, then the second book came along in the fall. Okay, it. so the album is called Lullaby, and the characters again. It was a teddy bear, a lamb, and a what? A, a chameleon, or and something? a puppy dog. So, <laughs> so there's there's Eddie, there's Eddie Bear, there's Sandy Lammy, and Sleepy Puppy. So those are the characters. <laughs> okay, now is there any chance that those characters will go out on tour? And you know, like the Veggie Tales used to go out and do shows. <laughs> Yeah, maybe. Maybe it's just like a live tour nap time event. Yeah, because if they do, send them to my house, my eight-year-old, at like 10 o'clock at night. Dad, I'm still awake. I know you're still awake. Can I have some water? Oh, man. Yeah. Well, I got to get you that. I got to get you that lullaby CD. Um, uh, yeah, definitely. So it, it does a good job with that. And then the books, Nighty Night and Good Night, and then Let's Get Ready for Bed. And they both, do they do they have, do they they build off each other or, or are they separate? Um do the interface well, well, the the idea is the same in terms of the ninety ninth show. The first one is about the ninety ninth showing up at uh, a little boy's Ben's uh, house to to help him go to sleep. His mom's his mom's uh, you know trying to put him to sleep. So they they show up uh, and, and and sing lullaby for Ben. And then the second book is actually about sleepy puppy who's having a hard time falling asleep. And so um, so it's a little same characters, just a, a different story. Okay. And then you said a third book is uh, due, but probably not till is, so is, Christmas. It's actually, yeah, it's uh, the 90 nights before Christmas is the next book. And that'll be a, a little Christmas bedtime book for next year. Okay. That's well, now that we're in 2019, do you mean this year, technically like late this year? Oh yes, yes. Later this year, yeah, 2019. I always forget. I'm still writing 2018 on on, on, my your, checks. on your checks. Yes, right. <laughs> I know. Same thing. I'm like <laughs> time travel <laughs> going on there. That's right. Do you think there might be more music coming along too at some point? Well, yeah. You know, we would love. We'd actually love to do a, a, a Christmas lullaby CD as well. So um, okay. I'm hopeful that that that'll be a thing as well. Okay. So that's all good, and that's under kind of the nurturing steps. Is it like a brand or a labelish thing like VeggieTales? That's right. Nur- nurturing Steps is that brand, and uh, you know, folks can find more out about that at nurturingsteps.com. Okay. 
Mike Naraki, uh, gracious enough to be our guest today, uh, co-creator of VeggieTales, uh, over 50 videos and movies and much creativity. And, uh, of course, you look back at your life and you think of all these things you've had the privilege of being a part of. And uh, I think it's a great thing just to affirm you to say, you know, thank you for using your gifts uh, that God gave oh. you for him because you could have used them for you or, or you know, try to do whatever, you know, uh, and not for yeah. him. So not well. to be taken lightly, not to be taken lightly. Oh. Oh, yeah. Well, thank you, Timmy. No, absolutely. Yeah. And I really feel like that's in, you know, I, I feel like it's my calling. You know, I went, um, you know, I stepped forward when I was in high school at a, at a youth convention and dedicated my uh, life to ministry. Um, you know, at the time, I thought that that was going to be being a missionary doctor. I had no idea that it would be being a, a, a cucumber <laughs> later on. Who knew? I feel it's, but I, I really do feel that, yeah, that, that I was, I was you know, called to do that. And um, it's just such an honor. You know, I, meeting kids now that have grown up, you know, on VeggieTales and are now in their, you know, call, you know college kids and, and beyond and, and, you know, knowing how that's touched and impacted their lives, um, is just really humbling, and I just feel so fortunate and blessed that I've got to be a part of it. Had you grown up in a Christian home, so you at least had uh, some groundwork laid before you kind of moved forward with it more? Or? I did, you know. Well, so um, I grew up, my, my family, Naraki, is a Polish name, so I grew up Polish Catholic. Okay. Uh, and then in, um, I came to know the Lord when I was in middle school. I was watching a uh, Billy Graham um, crusade on TV and actually accepted the Lord at that point. And my dad and the rest of my family, um, you know, had come to a personal relationship uh, with Christ just, you know, right around that same time. Um, And, uh, yeah, and so we we actually then, you know, through some friends, uh, began attending another church uh, through the the Christian and Missionary Alliance denomination. Um, And so that's sort of where, you know, through middle school and high school, I went, and that youth convention that I mentioned going to was, was through the CMA. Yeah. And uh, Phil Vischer and I met at a, uh, a CMA Bible college, uh, and w- where we both went for about a year and a half, um, and then, you know, before, you know, I, I moved to Chicago to go to University of Illinois to study biology, thinking I was, you know, going into medicine, but then that's when we started VeggieTales. Yeah, it's incredible. It's really incredible to see. I'm curious if you could speak for a second to, I know you, you, you're blessed with a godly wife and two wonderful children. Talk about your wife for a second, just the role she's played uh, along, you know, in your, in your ministry oh, over the goodness. years. Oh, absolutely. Well, it's been so fantastic. So Lisa, uh, my wife, is Lisa is also Phil's wife's name. <laughs> so, yeah, right. Let's get this straight here. Person. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> But uh, my wife, Lisa, is uh, from Colombia. She um, actually was born in New Jersey. Uh, her, her mom's Colombian. Her dad is uh, German. They met in New Jersey. And then uh, when Lisa was about a year old, uh, they went back to live in Bogota, which is where her mom is from. Wow. And, so, uh, and then she came back to the States after college um, to uh, go to grad school. And that's when we met. And so, um, so for me, it's been so wonderful you know, if you see any Spanish influence in VeggieTales, like Dance of the, the Cucumber and yes. <laughs> kind of the, that influence, you know, that's that that's all her. And, and just that perspective of a different culture and a different language um, that that's given me and my humor and how I've been able to incorporate some of that into the show has been fantastic. Um, and, and also... Um, you know, just as a, as a teacher and as a mom, you know, she's, uh, she came, you know, her, her 
educational background is in um, in element in uh, um, uh, early education. Yeah. Uh, and so that's that's been invaluable uh, as well. And then just a just a, a fantastic mom and very relational um, with our kids. And you know, as as a mom and as a wife, has really you know taught me to be present with my kids and with the family. You know, and, and, and especially in the midst of um, you know, starting a business with, with Big Idea and VeggieTales and how much work that was to get going. And I think, you know, uh, as, as you know, I know personally and many men have the tendency to kind of just really get involved with their work and thinking, okay, I'm doing something important here, so, um, you know, I need to, you know, kind of focus all my attention on here. But, um, you know, she's just a, you know, uh, uh, kind of a hot-blooded Latina who let me know that (laughs) there's a family over here that needs needs my presence as well. And so, you know, I think that's really, uh, you know, I just, you know, it's just been a really fantastic thing, a very godly uh, woman and and mother. And um, it just, you know, it's been a great partnership over the years. Proverbs 18.22, he who finds a wife finds a good thing and obtains favor from the Lord. And uh, yeah, so I know you have that. That's why I wanted to ask, and I want, you know, she's very integrated in the whole thing and not to be forgotten for sure. And uh, last thing, just yeah. to, your uh, Allie, your daughter who appears in the, in the a lot of the veggie series, Why We Do What We Do, and yeah. it's hard to believe that, you know, she walked this little cute hair girl walking through a field with her little hat, and now, and <laughs> now she's, what, oh, is she in college now, and... You, you know, you know, the funny thing is that's exactly where I'm going right now. I'm going to, uh, I'm actually, I'm, I'm passing by, she's in college in Memphis and I'm passing by Memphis on, on the trip that I'm making. I'm actually going to a funeral of a, uh, a parent of a friend. Hmm. Um, but on my way tonight, I'm stopping by and, you know, taking her out to dinner. <laughs> so, but yeah, she's a junior, she's a junior in college and, um, yeah, she's just wonderful. I'm so, so proud of her. She's doing so well. And, our little boy Michael uh, is a senior in high school, so he's going to be uh, starting college pretty soon. So, um, what are they into? Yeah, what is she studying? What What does he like to do? They, they just... So, Allie wants to be a lawyer. So she's uh, <laughs> I, and, and I and I, I blame you know I, I've told people I think I read her the Lorax one too many times, <laughs> because <laughs> she's, which is a good thing. She's actually uh, studying environmental science and wants to go into environmental law. Um, and then she's double majoring in Spanish because that was her, uh, you know, Spanish was the language that, you know, the kids spoke at home and with Lisa. And so that's always been a second language for her. So she's uh, double majoring in that. And then Michael, um, is, uh, right now interested in engineering. So he's, uh, you know, he's, he's gotten into a couple of engineering schools and, um, you know, looking, looking to study that. And that's, uh, that's from my dad's side. My dad was an engineer. So uh, that's really neat. yeah, yeah, and and both of them have a kind of creative side to them as well. My, you know, Michael is you know plays piano and you know he loves that. My daughter is a singer, and um, you know I think anybody in, in who's in entertainment and show business always hopes their kids are are lawyers and engineers. So I'm very I'm very <laughs> thankful for that. <laughs> That's great. That's great. Oh man, well, Mike, it's it's great to catch up with you. And uh, again, folks can look up the the most recent things you've been working on with Nurturing Steps with Michael W. Smith, and uh, of course, any of the Veggie Tales. Of, you know, there's a whole new generation that maybe never heard of Veggie Tales, believe it or not, or they heard, only caught the tail end of it. It's very well worth going back and going through all the episodes. And uh, oh yeah, yeah. And, and well, Netflix is Netflix is where things kind of 
wrapped up or still uh, – where would people look the, the veggies up if they wanted to order them online? Oh, or? well, so – well, this is really this is really interesting. So, yeah, so we did a, we did three series of – or three years of episodes for, for Netflix, and they're playing on Veggie Tales in the House. And um, it's very – you know, they're very different from the, uh, the DVD series, you know, sort of different character designs and, and all that. Um, uh, so you can find those on Netflix. However, um, we are Phil and I are now writing and recording um, for a new um, series of VeggieTale shows that are in production right now. What? I'll just sort of tease. I'll sort of tease that a little bit, um, and uh, you know maybe come back on and talk to you about it sometime soon. But uh, so we're really excited about that. More of a classic VeggieTales fashion, and um, so there's you know I'll leave a dot 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 on that. More more to come on that later. <laughs> uh, you you fiend! How can yeah. you do that to us? Oh, and can I give you one more little tease here? Yeah. I, um, I've actually I've been working also on a series of early reader books um, that come out uh, in May, uh, and I'm really excited about that. It's sort of if you. If you uh, have ever seen uh, Captain Underpants, it's sort of that sort of format with a lot of, you know, fun, fun stories for early readers and a lot of illustrations. But it's a series called The Dead Sea Squirrels. Uh, and okay. that comes out that comes out in uh, in May. So I'd love to come back on and talk to you about that. That'd be great. So, I'll put it on my calendar for a few months from now and we'll, we'll get right back into it then. That's excellent. All Mike, right, man. Thank you, Mike. God bless you. Lord, please bless this man as he goes and comforts these other friends, too, at the, at the funeral of the, the friend's father. And uh, please bless uh, Lisa and the kids in school. Thank you for their ministry and time on our program today. In Jesus' name, amen. And Timmy, thank you so much. God bless you. Thank you so much for your friendship over the years. And, yeah, just uh, uh, really, really good talking with you. My privilege and great to have you on. Have a great weekend. All right, thanks, man. Talk Thank to you, you Mike. All right, Mike Naraki, right. co-creator of VeggieTales and many other things, and he's giving us a little tidbit into the future. We'll take a brief break, come back at you in a moment with more of the Tim DeMoss Show on AM560 WFIL. Have a guest you'd like to hear on the Tim DeMoss Show on AM560 WFIL? Email D at WFIL.com. 451 AM560 WFIL, WFIL.com. I mentioned yesterday, I think, that we want to do a giveaway today. So I need to do that. Shoehorn that in this hour. Very late forecast. I meant to do this before, but we, we're having such a good time talking with Mike Naraki. Uh, clear skies tonight, low 20. Some sun tomorrow and Sunday. Some clouds mixed in. 37 the high tomorrow. 45 for Sunday. Sixers at Denver tomorrow night. It's NHL All-Star Weekend. You can catch it on NBC. It's actually on TV for primetime type stuff for the first time in over 20 years. Flyers are home Monday night after that all settles down. The Pro Bowl is Sunday afternoon at 3. Uh, we have a big game contest going on our website right now. You can win $50,000, and you don't have to know anything. You don't have to know who the second uh, safety on the depth chart is for the Patriots. You can just basically pick the score and find yourself winning a lot of cash money. So WFIL.com for that. But before we do that, let me give you a small clip of a gentleman we had on a few weeks ago. His name is Mike Berry. He's an author of a book. Uh, that's called Winning the Heart of Your Child. He actually was a youth pastor early on. And in the book, it's interesting. He said he made himself so busy when he was in his early youth pastor days, partly because he wanted to show the people who were paying him that he was earning his money. And uh, part of the growth, he now has uh, 
I think eight children or they and they fostered twenty. They've adopted all of them and they've fostered twenty three. I think, and he's in his early forties right now. And so he just talks about this from, from looking back a little bit, the perspective on all that. I didn't realize how fast time goes. You know, when you're and when you're young, you think you have all the time in the world. And you know, even when you have the older folks saying, "Oh, you know what? You're you're going to blink and she's going to be graduating high school." And I thought, "Oh, you know, yeah," but then that's. 18 years from now, that's six, 17 years from now, and then you suddenly you blink and you realize, wow, uh, a decade just flew by. And, you know, when I was younger, uh, I didn't really have a, a strong appreciation for how fast time was moving. And I, I wouldn't say that I missed my, my children's childhood, but, you know, I, I look back and there are a lot, there are moments where I realize, wow, if I can impart some wisdom on younger parents or any parent for that matter, um, it would be time is precious. Your kids are top priority and you need to be involved in their lives. It, it, it changes their life and it changes yours. That's author Mike Berry from the book Winning the Heart of Your Child. If you would like to win a copy of that, call me right now at 800-560-WFIL, 800-560-9345. We'll take our final break and make a winner during our break here. It's Mike Berry's book, Winning the Heart of Your Child with WFIL. It's the Tim DeMoss Show podcast, available at WFIL.com. Thanks for listening. 457, looking to make a winner of Mike Berry's book, Winning the Heart of Your Child. Who's this? This is Rita Haynes. Where are you from, Rita? I'm from Southampton, New Jersey. You're a winner. Awesome. What a way to start my weekend. Absolutely. Congratulations. Hang on a second, Joe. Grab your info off the air. We'll mail it out to you. Thank you. You're welcome. All right, Mike Berry, winning the heart of your child. We will, I think, do that again next week. It was fun. Maybe on Monday or Tuesday, whenever we get a chance, play a little clip from the interview we had and give away his other. We have at least one more copy of that to do. We're out of time now, but we'll do that on... uh, Maybe Monday or Tuesday, someday next week. Looking forward to a lot of great shows in the days to come. A lot of lines in the water. We do appreciate your prayers as well for this program. And we're grateful, uh, grateful to be here. Feel free to let others know about it. We also have a podcast at WFIL.com. So if you tune in partway, you remember hearing somebody last Tuesday or whatever, you just go up and we write descriptions next to all of them so you can search through and see who did what and, uh, and who was on when. You can always email me too, Timmy D, T I M M Y D, at WFIL.com. Happy to write back to you as fast as I can and answer whatever questions I can. Have a wonderful weekend. One more time, if you want to call to help sponsor a, a, a ultrasound, it's 833 850 BABY. That's with preborn. Thanks to all who have done so. Jim Max and Max 413 Ministries next. Thanks for listening to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast. Feel free to tune in to the full show each weekday afternoon from 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and at WFIL.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. 
deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.